A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The Square Ball Podcast. Propaganda is brought to you with Levi Solicitors. They will offer you 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan Michael and Moscow in the studio here to talk about the stuff that's been said about Leeds and Leicester by our fans. That's the first part of the show. And then by Leicester fans, we'll dive into their fan channels in the second half of that. Uh, first half of it then, uh, the Leeds comments, the feedback that we got from our TSB Plus subscribers on the feedback form, the overriding emotion is United are back. The world is on its correct axis and we're all all right again. We are staying up. We are staying up. It is weird how everyone's really positive after a draw, whereas we beat Norwich last week and the feedback form was just full of loads of people going, ah, we're fucked. (laughs) We're in so much trouble. We are going down. There was a certain amount of relief after the Norwich win, though, wasn't it? That Mm. kind of taken together, a win over the absolute garbage of Norwich and then a home draw is a little bit underwhelming, but feels good and so if it feels good that's all that's important isn't it it goes to show how important the performance is because while the Norwich win and a win it was from what I remember it wasn't convincing was it whereas I think we dominated this Leicester side for the most part so yeah I think the main thing people took from Norwich is we probably won't finish 20th so that will be at least 19th so that's good one to chalk off the list (laughs) there may still be another another 17 or 18 better teams in this division but no that was that was much better on um, on Saturday, wasn't it? Or Sunday, sorry. Yeah. I mean, Matt was saying in the comments, Matt A said the tone of uh, the match ball felt about right. Relief in some ways to have played more like our old selves. And I think that's what's at the at the crux of this, isn't it? It's the, uh, it's the playing like your old selves. We recognised it a lot more. As Rich says as well, Rich Lay, um, pace, zip, press, all felt back. I think it was seeing Stuart Dallas bombing on from deep just made me think, yes, this is it. This is how we should be doing it. Whereas it's just all felt a bit tentative for too long now. Yeah, it had that um, that vibe out of the the bad run in the promotion season, the one that famously ended up at Nottingham Forest with Luke Ayling looking utterly broken, and then the equivalent game then was Brentford, where we drew away, and it was kind of not a great performance, and Casilla messed up, and we had to battle our way back into it, but there was enough there that you could kind of be like, yeah, we're back, and that was Norwich, and then the next game after that was Bristol City at home, where it was um, Ayling in the first uh, quarter of an hour or 20 minutes and we were loads better than them and looked like ourselves again and then we were on a run of one, two well we only lost one more game out of like 80 that season so that's what the uh, the Leicester performance kind of building on the the relief of Norwich slash Brentford then getting into nah that's us and that's what Bielsa said afterwards isn't it that it looked like Leeds again and that's what we've been missing 
Yeah, and, Philip, Philip said uh, we're a Bamford away from steamrolling some teams in this division, and it did feel a bit like that because there was there was some as as we'll get onto the, the more negative side of it. There were still some concerns that we don't look that much like scoring all of the time. Does Bamford take all those chances? I know I said no. on Sunday that I feel the same that if Bamford was in the box, we'd score loads more. But then when I sit and think about all the times he's missed absolute sitters and how even with Bamford in the team, we've gone through loads of games like that and ended up winning them like 1-0 or drawing 1-1 in the last minute. And um, it's kind of, I think Bamford will improve all of that. But then also you've got to remember looking like ourselves again, we are still Bielsa's leads and we still never score as many goals as we're supposed to. Mm. So it's part, just the way we are. I think partly it's about changing the shape of it as well is, is Bamford. Like he'll, he'll if he's if there is just someone in the box, it means then there is a defender has to be there, which means there's maybe more space on the edge, which it does change the whole, it changes the yeah. whole dynamic of the way we, we play, doesn't it? It's funny how the shortcomings are framed. When you feel a lot more positive, they're framed like Scott, Scotty T has framed it here, who says, thank fuck for that. A lot more recognisable panic over. Uh, as soon as it starts clicking for Haradonna and James, which it will, uh, will be more than comfortable. And then he picks out um, Strauch and Forshaw as having played well. But it's like, we can accommodate these shortcomings. Jackie running constantly into trouble and, you know, and James being a bit wasteful, both in possession and with his shots. Um, it's funny. Did you watch the, um, the, have you seen the full game back yet? I watched it on oh, like, late yeah. Sunday night. It was on Sky. I always only watched it back when we lose. The full rerun. <laughs> I don't know. Like I was really frustrated with Haradonna inside the ground, but I thought he probably wasn't as bad watching it back as, as you sometimes imagine in real time. I don't know. He was definitely wasteful and kept running down blind alleys, but he was trying, you know, he was think, trying things. I think that's the thing with him and why I don't get too upset because you can tell he always is putting effort in. It's never, it's never like if, if you look at the analysis of like Scum at the moment, for example, you can just look at their team and go, well, none of them look like they're arsed. He does always look bothered. And the, the, the chasing back at the end of the first half was a prime example of it. Like he's only saving a throw in, but he was willing to do it because yeah. he's so well trained in that and he's so willing to do it. So it will, it will turn for him. We know he's better than these at the moment. Yeah, I mean, the, the we can't score was picked out by a few people, as we said there. Quite a number. And Sazzy Kit, Gary, Aidan, Paul, Jack, Adrian, all um, citing the lack of efficiency. But as you say, Moscow, what's new there? Let's concentrate on the positives because looking down the list of all the stuff we've got and all the feedback we've been sent, it is overwhelmingly positive. I mean, Strauch in particular, I think we should um, we should mention because we didn't really give him a lot of attention on the match ball, which, you know, we come in straight after the game's finished and, um, and it all just pours forth and sometimes you forget certain things. But... Strike was excellent, wasn't he? And he spent a lot of time at left back in this game. He did as well as Jason Pierce when he played at left back. I mean, that's that's really high praise for him. That's wow. That's one mm. hell of a <laughs> no, he was, I one think hell of a benchmark to hit. I must admit, driving home from from the, uh, the game the other day, I did think, oh, we didn't really talk about Strouk. Did you feel guilty? I did a bit. Mm. I thought he deserved it because he deserved some praise because he was um, he was excellent, and he's he's not a left back, is he? Do you think he watched all the way through to the end and then just a, a, <laughs> a single tear just fell down? He um. The only time I've seen him, at, he he wore number three and played left back in the under 23s. I think it was the Blackburn one. He was awful. I think they either took him off at half time, could have been for fitness or, or moved him into midfield, but I had the fear. But he, uh, yeah, he was excellent there. And he wasn't only left back. Bielsa pointed out, and it's quite a interesting point where, um, you know, everybody worries about us going three at the back when the other team has two up front and always having that spare man and letting our formation be dictated by uh, what the opposition's doing with their strikers and that we look worse with three rather than a flat back four. The thing with Brendan Rodgers is his one kind of good trick is changing during games and you could see the way Leicester lined up. You couldn't really say if they were just one up front or two up front. They kept 
changing it. And that's why Stroik was at left back. And it's one of the strengths of having players like Stroik around is that, as Bielsa said in his press conference, he played as a centre-back in a back four to playing as a wide centre-back in a back three to playing as a left full-back in a back four then as a defensive midfielder by himself or as a double defensive midfielder as he played in the last few minutes. So he did all of those things in the game. And a lot of it is depending on what Brendan Rodgers is doing with Leicester. But it means, Stroik, it's not only that he played well at left back, it's that he gave us the flexibility and reveled in it to be able to move into all those different positions. So whatever Brendan Rodgers did with his bunch of losers in the crispy kit, we just moved Stroik there, reorganised everything, and it was absolutely fine. So it's a, a triumph, both a personal triumph of Pascal Stroik, the new Beckenbauer, and, <laughs> uh, but with less cheating. Yes. And a tactical triumph for Marcelo Bielsa and a little bit of a correction to the idea that he's too rigid with his formations and his tactics and that we're, we're dictated to and all that kind of stuff. It is hugely impressive, though, to someone who is what was he, like 30, 40 games into his Leeds career? He's not played all that much. And to be able to... It looks like he's played there for years. I was going to say, to be able to switch between all those positions, because I always feel like as a young player, just coming on and being like, Somerville, just go play on the wing. That's where you play. That's your job. It's easy. It's like we've seen with... No, you're doing, but if you're having the responsibility of of playing in those key spots and having to move it move around all the time. It's, Sorry, I was going to say it's like Joffy and um, Greenwood, where they, they swapped them both up front, so they both understand the roles of mm. 9 and 10, which I, I find really interesting. Rachel came up with a good point uh, regarding Strauk. In the post-match, he started talking about exactly this, his versatility, but he also revealed his his vital stats, his height and his weight. 85 kilograms is what he weighs. And uh, Rachel has worked out that that's about 3.6 million pounds at today's gold prices. So he is worth 10 times his weight in gold. And he saved us probably, what, 20 million on Josko Gvardiol, who was going to be brought in mm-hmm. to do exactly the job that he did at the weekend, which was sort of floating between left-back and left-sided centre-half. How, how many kilograms did you say? 85. 85. You're not having it. Well, no, I'm just I'm just trying to think how, how thin that makes him, given he's quite a large man. Yeah. Well, we've got his height and his weight, haven't we? So we can work out his BMI from that, can't <laughs> we? And uh, his uh, recommended calorie intake and all of that. Um, <laughs> we, I think we, somebody we, at Leeds has probably that? already done it. Can we do it and work it out for like next week's show or something like that? Just Because it's an international break, so we're going to have to fill it somehow. We could work out the BMI of all the squad. Is Pascal Stroik getting fed properly? Uh, we investigate. <laughs> Uh, what else have we got then in terms of um, on the Leeds front? Um, There's some, a few people mentioning Dan James. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of go along with Zach's assessment. He said, um, I know Dan James lacks any decent final ball, which is kind of a big thing not to have, but he's really good at winning the ball high up and getting into good positions to receive the ball. So if he can improve his final ball. It's what you said, Moscow, on the match ball about you can... Was it you who said it or was it, was it you actually... If it was a good it, point, it would have been it was, me. Yeah, it was you. I, mean, I think you said you can see why he's being brought in. Yeah. like Because all the things he does, the work that he puts in. He, I mean, he's able to effectively press like the left back the centre back and the right back all in the one move because he's dead quick and he just runs between them all Whereas, he's our first defender yeah and I think it's the it's a kind of a flip to when Bamford comes back and you talked before about how he'll change the shape of the team and be a focal point we may actually lose a little Bamford does a lot of that work but he hasn't got Dan James's tigerish pace so we might actually lose a little bit from that because I do enjoy a tiger's fast yeah Okay, I bet one could run out. One could outrun you. That's well said. Um, Thank you. I bet one could outrun you. That's I, what I was going enjoyed uh, Jam Dames running like right onto Casper Schmeichel's little feet. He's mm. calling Jam Dames. 
Yeah. It's a, spoon, okay. a spoonerism. Okay. Because yeah. you'd called him Jan James just before, and I thought oh, I'd just I? kind of, I'd, I'd bail you out a little bit by also getting None of us from. can get words out day to no, day. Rubbish. That. But, Thank God um, this is not a spoken medium. But he's, uh, yeah, you can see what he's bringing in that respect. And uh, I think somebody made the point ages ago that like that, that'll be one of the reasons why Marcelo Bielsa likes him and wants him so much is because he's a brilliant defender and it doesn't matter if um, he cannot shoot straight. We need to coach all the bad things he learned over there out of him anyway first. Bielsa needs time with him, doesn't he? So don't just kick it aimlessly. Kick it in towards the net or pass it to your teammates. <laughs> which, which exactly of Leeds United's players has Marcelo Bielsa coached into kicking on target? None of true? them. There's only, the only one who can do it is Rafinha and I don't think he's really a... I don't think he's the listening kind. Jack actually did make the point saying, um, imagine going back to 2018 and telling a Leeds fan that we'd become so unclinical without Bamford. And it is a fair yeah. point because everyone's a, in the get Eddie in the team phase, which we were, were we still in that phase? 2018, we probably were, weren't we? Yeah, I mean, right, he'd, gone by, he'd gone by It now. was New Year he went, wasn't it, with, with that West Brom game? Yeah. That was his last uh, game. Even uh, February of the promotion season, get Jean-Kevin Augustine in the team. It wasn't even a, Joe's like, just how soon can we get him fit? How can, how soon can we get Bamford out? Yeah. And because otherwise we're not going up. And how? But we did. How things change, eh? Well, and it's the same with Forshaw as well. I mean, look at the reception to his performance on Sunday, and he's um, hoovered up a great number of um, of plaudits in the in the feedback. If you'd have said Adam Forshaw will come on and just look like a really accomplished and tidy Premier League midfielder, one you've been crying out for for two years, um, you'd have gone. <laughs> Surely we've got rid of him by now. Forshaw looked. Essentially, exactly the same as he did in the championship, but against a much better level of opposition and having not played for a couple of years. So I think it's one of those things you expected those two combined to make him a lot worse. But mm. I don't know if he's just—I don't know if he's just something with his style of play that he'll always kind of look like this. He's, like if you put him in League Two, he maybe still look like wouldn't look outright amazing. I think. Do you think our players benefit from the slightly lower aggression levels in this division because you know that you can't get away with as much with VAR or whatever and you know everything gets clamped down on by the refs really quickly and it just gives them maybe that that half a yard to not get booted on the ankles kind of thing and he just he just seems to thrive or he seemed to thrive on Sunday anyway Well Forshaw's played in the Premier League before did a full season with Middlesbrough and even though they went down he was pretty much their best player doing it so he's he gets because of the injuries and because he's kind of got hair of a very similar colour to his face <laughs> and he's short and midfielderish. He just gets lumped in with Union O'Kane and he's kind of I don't think people really recognise Damned by faint phrase. <laughs> I would not lump him in with Union O'Kane. He say. goes in with that does that sort generic of, central midfielder. Yeah, yeah and this assumption mean. that oh he's injured, he's finished, he was never any good, he'll never be any good. Um championships is level, blah blah blah. But I think you're right, he um you could probably put him in he also said it about Click, didn't he? That you could put him into, he could play at any level and he'd be fine. And I think Forshaw's got that as well, where he could probably go into Liverpool's midfield and he'd do a job and go into, I mean, Barcelona are rubbish now. Paris Saint Germain probably need a midfielder, but he could play for a Champions League team. He'd be absolutely fine. Even if you put him into an international team, he'd be absolutely fine. He wouldn't be, you know, he wouldn't look like a world beater. You wouldn't be going, oh, this is the new Neymar, but he'd do everything that's required of him. And he was really good on Saturday. And Sunday. Yeah, but you didn't see what he was doing on Saturday. <laughs> was it his warm-ups? <laughs> was he really good? All that preparation yeah. that nobody saw. Yeah, apart from you. Apart from me was what got him, uh, got that performance out of him on Sunday. Um, I am glad. And there is something that, like, 
I know Radrizzani quite rightly got all the heat for that stupid tweet, but I mean, tweets are stupid, so it's fine. But if Forshaw does end up being fit now for the rest of the season and playing at that level for the rest of the season, then great. Because it really bails us out of a problem because he's 30. And if he can reestablish himself doing that job, then it changes the question of what we need in central midfield with Lewis Bate now sneaking onto the bench and looking as good as he does in the under-23s. And then the fact that Click is off the boil, but I don't think you'd ever object to having him around. And when you are dealing with limited budgets, as you are in the sort of where we are in the Premier League and the world in general, if you can go, oh, well, we might not actually need to spend as much on a centre midfielder so we can spend more on a player in another position, all that kind of stuff. It does kind of, it puts the rat in the box and shakes it, doesn't it? <laughs> is that a phrase? It's the, the time-honoured phrase that everybody talks about. Mm. Oh, okay. That famous. <laughs> Johnny Cooper on uh, Twitter, who I believe works for Opsa, doesn't he? Uh, Came yeah. up with a good stat on Forshaw saying it's the biggest gap between league starts since Michael Bridges, mm. which is which is both a good and a bad thing because we all remember what happened with Michael Bridges. He came back to much excitement and then collapsed. Had another <laughs> really bad injury again yeah. and never quite looked the same. There were different kinds of injuries though. Yeah. Uh, Bridges was his ankle ligaments kept going, didn't they? And they were like really bad injuries, whereas for sure it seems like it's just been... It was hard to locate, wasn't it, the injury? Yeah, it's just like something between his groin and his hip has been painful and too painful for him to walk. I mean, ask, ask Dr. Normanson. What do you think that was between his groin and his hip? Maybe groin, hip. You just actually a leg. That's a leg. He's positioning it between your groin and your hip. Mm. I would say if, if that's the whole leg painted by Pablo Picasso between your groin and your hip. Well, your groin's kind of on the inner inner leg, and then your hip, I would say, is kind of your out, outer leg. Leg. So yeah. it's the leg. It's the leg that's been the, the issue. whole of it. Or just the upper. Well, the width of it, maybe. The width yes. of his leg. Right. Yeah. I thought you were meaning like the length of it, and that he had a, a leg growing out no. perpendicular from the. <laughs> front of his body well maybe that's what they did maybe that maybe there was um you seen when they grow ears on the back of mice yeah but we're growing an extra leg on adam Forshaw. Mm. who knows maybe i mean only rob price can answer that question mm. i think just looking down the other stuff uh that we got in the feedback no surprises that rafinha got mentioned uh referee got mentioned as well because i thought he would deserve to get more uh mentions the ref but Evidently not. People, I think, were caught up more in the performance. He gets a few villain nominations. All right, we'll come on to that yeah, in the main show, uh, main weekly show. Dallas as well uh, clicked into gear a little bit, says Lorne, which is nice. Um, Boney M says Dallas is back to his best again. Yeah, it's good. He's got it all off his chest, hasn't he? Um, there is a mention for the crowd as well, because I, I enjoyed the um, the back and forth with the crowd. I like it when there's a little bit of needle between the fans. And Leicester, you know, well, it's, they started off with that daft song, uh, Champions of England, you'll never sing that. And we're like, hang on. Wow. Mm. <sighs> Three times? But then, it's not a bad record, is it? Yeah, we won more than you was the retort from the South Stand. But then the burn came, which is fair enough. Champions of England, more more recent than you. More recent than you. And he does ask us, uh, who is this? Is this it, he was from Wacko, actually, I saw this. He does, um, a, the BFB, he does uh, like a way fan watch, but he was saying, has there ever been a chance to include the word recent in it? That's which is a good question. Which is a good question. Uh, yeah, we can just leave that one floating. More recently than you, I suppose, doesn't scare More recent than you. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It needs an extra, it's one syllable mm. fewer, isn't it? Elsewhere, then, we do still have uh, some negative Nancys in there, don't we? It's Ding, who's uh, who's still not convinced that, that we're safe, that we're going to stay up. He reckons we're one of 11 teams that could get relegated, which is a fair point. Yes. But the point is, that's the case every year, isn't it? And we're not really out of that group anyway, that's are we? That's just the definition of a league table, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. like, that's all. Yes, we, of course. 
But but, th- but in the end, only three can. That's the the reality. If we keep talking about reality, and yeah. also and also given we're, we're essentially saying Norwich are likely gone, mm-hmm. then you know the we need hard to... effect though. Yeah, well, oh, well, 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 yes, well we will we will talk about the managerial churn because um, of course you know there's been a statement via the League Managers Association come from Daniel Farker this morning as we record Tuesday morning. So I'm sure we will hear that hopefully in full from the man himself. But yeah, I mean they. I mean, can you imagine him escaping trouble with Lampard at the helm? I would love to see him try. I think you might get your wish. <laughs> if uh, I can much more easily imagine them bombing out of the Premier League with Lampard at the helm and it being one of the funniest things to have ever happened in football. Ding does say he's, uh, he's very uneasy, very in his in capital letters as well, very uneasy. Uh, the words paper over and cracks spring to mind. I don't think we're paper and over cracks. I think we're, I felt like we've been getting incrementally better this season. I don't know about you, but... I think so. I mean, he's criticising their Cooper and Llorente being liabilities, which, yeah, they, they kind of are. But we could make them less of a liability by just letting them twat the ball forward mm-hmm. when we get mm-hmm. it. But instead, they're tasked with it's actually passing to people. And beauty it's, and art. Exactly. And far more important, isn't it, than uh, than staying up. And does does say as well that James May proved to be an expensive mistake. But yeah, I can see what he's doing. It's only 25 million. We're in the Premier League now. We've got more than that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What does it matter anyway? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What did the Leicester fans think then? What did you find? They're not that happy. No? Overall. Which, bear in mind, the Leicester we knew as younger men, like, this is good, isn't it, They Leicester? won the bloody league. Exactly. Like, I mean, I know it's a while ago, but you'd still be dining out on that, especially if they've got into Europe two years in a row. It's fine. I mean, they've won the, FA, they've won the league, they've won the FA Cup, they've finished fifth twice, but now because they're like 12th or whatever they are, they're not very happy. Although you can contrast that with the songs that were being sung inside Ellen Road on Sunday when they were having a bit of fun with us and, you know, we were singing back. Good. I like that sort of thing. These sounds like sound like a bunch of misery guts. Well, that's it. When you find out that it's all kind of behind the scenes, it's hollow, and that they're singing those things to kind of disguise this deep sadness that they feel because they won the league recently. And the cup. And the cup and all the rest of it. So Mind you, it says Bielsa always reminds us that, you know, following triumph, there is a, just a deep void, a deep well of despair. That's all yeah, that follows. All of what's it. There is a slight frustration with Brendan Rodgers in there which uh, there's not really much of it included because it's you know listening to Leicester fans moan about the manager is not great I mean he's but, a really good manager 
He is good. And, I was, it was quite and he will be leaving them soon yes. for a different job. <laughs> so it'll all be fine. What was interesting is them moaning about set pieces and the reason they're bad at defending them is because they need to go man for man rather than zonal, which is the opposite ah. thing that people say about us. So it just shows you can be shit both ways. Right, let's find out then. What we got? Leicester fan TV. Yeah, I guess this is a result of them winning the league a while ago, but they seem to have quite a lot of American fans. Mm-hmm. So this is two Americans doing a live watch along. So this is, um, this is them enjoying our goal out of sync. It's the in-swinger. On the oh, left yeah. I, I feel like he's going to take the God shot. I worry that you might be a little bit ahead of me. Uh, he hasn't yet taken the free kick on my end of things. It is still uh, Rafinha to take, comes across, and that is a goal for Leeds. I think you're now a little bit further ahead of me. Hey, let me try to um, pause it. That was some bullshit. Uh, well, no, no, no. I'll Because um, I paused mine earlier, I'll go live and then try to sync up with you again. Uh, but that is the opening goal of the game from the direct from the free kick for Leeds, and it is Leeds... One Leicester City nil. <laughs> he's almost like, well, I don't. I still fine here. Yeah. I'm well, uh, still nil here. Still nil. Still nil. Still nil. Oh, oh no. Okay. I, mean, uh, I think I'm on record as being confused by a lot of this kind of YouTube streaming stuff. But when you know, what is the the viewer experience there of hearing <laughs> listening to two people trying to sync up a stream and clicking on a mouse? It's like and pretty much ignoring the goal that's just been scored. Although I did quite enjoy when he shouted, God damn it, I thought that bit was good. Yeah. Well, if you like shouty Americanisms, you're going to enjoy their disallowed goal. Fingers crossed. Cross comes in, header, and that's it! Let's go! Let's go! Whoa! I'm all a look, man! Let's go! And that is Leeds United 1. And we score from a set piece! Let's go! Out of model look, man. A flick on from the near post. And I'll tell you what, you can you can get a photo of the Loch Ness monster. You can get a photo of Bigfoot, but this is rarer. We have a photo of us scoring from a corner. Jamie Vardy, who has been putting flick ons from the near post the last four or five games, including an own goal, puts a perfect <laughs> flick on to the far post. Adamola Lookman is there just to tap it in. No one's yeah, marking him. Can I just say I'm just pausing the clip here just to say. Because we know what's coming. This is great. <laughs> Here we go. Hold on. Hold on. Bar is involved. Bar is reviewing oh this. I need to see the replay again. Just waiting. It's offside. Score remains 1 1. Jeez. <laughs> I don't like this thing right here. Why do they do that? What is that? that I don't like that. What? With the VAR? That's <laughs> I don't, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like this. Bit. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a, a fair feeling. Right. Uh, so we're now to after the game. And feelings? They thought we were good. Oh, good. That's nice. We look lethargic again. Leeds, Leeds came out firing. Leeds came out firing for the whole 90 minutes. You can see why the Leeds fans enjoy. That's not an American accent. He's changed his accent. <laughs> was yes, it all an the, act? It's a different man. Oh, okay. Joy watching their football, win, lose, or draw. Um, like Patrick just says there, leagues have improved, but we've not. West Ham have improved. Everton have improved. Man City have upgraded. Uh, Liverpool have upgraded. Everyone's improved. We haven't. Ah, bless him. I mean, I will take issue with him saying you can see why they enjoy the football, win, lose, or draw. I mean, if you were here after the Southampton game, I mean, we won at Norwich, and we didn't particularly enjoy, <laughs> we didn't that. enjoy no. that. We didn't enjoy the. Uh, we, there were some draws we didn't enjoy as well this season. I'm sure. I can't remember why. Yeah. But, um, we've, we've definitely been glum on more than one occasion. Yeah. Anyway. So did we draw? We lost to West Ham, didn't we? Yeah. So glum on that one. Everton, we drew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not been great though so far, but you can see why we would enjoy it. Right, what else have we got then? Well, this is when they they're annoyed at Brendan Rodgers and they they come in. They're kind of between the three of them. 
coming up with ideas as to why maybe things aren't working. They're talking like tactics and yeah. how, how maybe you can get slightly more out of a squad and they fall upon what is essentially a Neil Warnock idea. <laughs> what, what would you do? Like you say, well, this isn't good enough, but what would, what would your tactics be to change it? What would you, if you're Brendan right now, what would you do? Give him a kick would... the eye, give him a bollocking and tell him to go out there and do the job properly. They're getting paid hundreds of thousands of pounds a week where people are paying money to go and watch that, 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 I don't know what you can even call it the last few weeks. That. You need, they need to kick up the arse. He needs to give them a right good bollocking. And it's just yeah. annoying now. It really is. But but the word, is, the word is Brendan is a nice guy and he's not a kick the water cooler, throw chairs type of guy in the locker room. If it was me, chairs would be getting thrown. Guys would know that I am upset <laughs> with their play and they will have to sit down if they don't play better. And I think that maybe, yeah, a scruff of the neck, collar, you know, some laps around the pitch, some push-ups. I think some... somebody's been there and just shout at them, like, what are you doing? Like, we give you all this money and all the and all this facilities to be, be, be competing top of the, like, near the top end of the, you know, the table. But are doing it. He needs to go in there and go, right, guys, like, what is happening? What is going on? What's what's happening? Why, why are we going to the source? Why is no one, you know, leaving the pitch? No bloody noses and middle that middle of their shirts. What's happening? Where's the passion? So they, they want violence, blood on the shirts. I've got, I think I've. And then a big. He's my favourite one at the end of uh, Brendan Rogers. One of the, uh, you know, whatever he's, you know, he's a bit of a weirdo, but the you know, great tactical mind just going into the. Uh, what would he do if he just walks into the, into the dressing room one day and just goes, "What's going what, on? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening?" And he's brought in a fold-away chair as well, like in yeah. WWE. No, well, no answers to... coming, so he's just lashing a chair, snapping all the noses. I was going to say that it was a kick up the ass, a bollocking, yes. kick the water cooler, throw a chair, make them sit down. That's an Americanism for like benching, love like uh, being dropped. Ah, uh, okie doke. Uh, they need to do some laps, some push ups, shout at them, ask them what's happening, and then they need to leave the pitch with bloody noses and uh, mud on the shirts. I, just I, think... I, I don't know what you're going to do to no. get a. I assume they're going to just smack each other in the face if there's no <laughs> naturally occurring blood. Really, I, I'll just, sometimes you know when you get like a bad bogey and it picks and it bleeds. Oh, maybe if maybe if, do. maybe if we could, some of them could get that on the go, yeah. just like when you get they get a spot up the nose. Oh, just do it Ted Lasso style. Just do be nice, be kind. That's all they need to do. None of this do, violence is not necessary. I mean, that question did start of like tactically, what would you change, and ended up with just like Brendan, just, the shit out of each other. <laughs> just smashing chairs into the faces. You should get the kids time up. Um, and threaten them. Get, go around their houses um, and set them on fire. Then, then they'll know. That's what I'd do. The, the American guy, when he goes, if I was there, people would know. Right. So I'm sure if you turned up, people players would be like, yeah, I'm not going to listen to this guy. <laughs> We've got another American fan as well. This is Beyond the 90 LCFC. Mm. Uh, this is a, he's a bit more sane, this fella, and he seems to call the game pretty fairly, including some of our failings. For me, it's so hard to actually look at a game like this and be like, oh, we're lucky that we got the point because we really don't deserve it. Like, that's so hard to look at at a as a positive because realistically mm-hmm. speaking, you know, you know <laughs> we don't deserve – we didn't deserve that point. Like, really, truly, we didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. You know, we were fortunate, like you said, you know, most of the leads, you know, players could not hit the broad side of a barn today. You know, they just kept on missing in that left, right, and center. And like that, yes, that's a positive that we can look at, but that's not something that I feel like even last season that we were like, you know, this is a positive. Usually when we've been analyzing these matches, it'd be like, you know, there's a positive here and there, you know, and it's not that the fact that, you know, the other club can't even hit the net. Yeah, fair enough. 
Can't argue with that, really. He's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, he didn't even. I mean, he didn't suggest booting him in the bollocks or anything no, either to no get him to, to get him to play better. Yeah, so, yeah. That's a, it's a pretty fair just, assessment. Just yeah. be better. I think he's what he was after. Lester till I die. Then this is uh, YouTube and it's a podcast as well. Mm. Um, Weirdly, I was confused because I started watching this and one of the intros for it was done by Neil Ruddock. I thought did Neil Ruddock even play for Leicester, and he didn't. But he's mm. doing an intro for this. I don't know why. Could we reach out to Ruddock? There's one. I mean, he does like cameo. I was going to say must he? be on cameo. Yeah. So, so you, I guess they just for some we reason could get anybody if you do it on cameo and just don't tell them what you it's going to be used. You can for. get Carlton Palmer, can't you, on cameo? Oh, I mean, or, or equivalent to if we can get anyone. <laughs> yeah, let's get Carlton Palmer. <laughs> yeah. Anybody at all. You can't get David Batty. Very private man. No, that's true. Uh, right, so yeah, Lester Till I Die, and uh, let's hear from these lot. But it isn't going well this season. And now, how, can we, how long can we say, oh, another hard-fought point at a difficult away ground? They were 17th or 16th. We should be beating them. We're going backwards, or treading water, whichever way you want to look at it. But compared to the last two seasons, which is down to you, Brendan, you got us that good. You got us in Europe two seasons running, top five two seasons running. What's gone wrong? I don't know. It's because they're trying to swim backwards. No, what's gone work. What's gone wrong is he's got them into Europe and he's built that good team, good team yeah. for a bunch of ungrateful bastards. <laughs> yeah, let me just, what month are we what in? What have you done, Brendan? November is the 11th month, so it's six months since they won the FA Cup. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, you, mind you, we have seen, not many admittedly, but we have seen the odd Leeds fan suggesting Bielsa's time is, is up and he's run out of ideas. So, yeah. Again, this happens in all fan bases to an extent. But yeah, I mean, this this guy's older as well, in fairness. He, like the American... Oh, he's seen the glory days of Leicester, has he? Well, no, he, he's seen the bad days, is what I mean. Like, he should be more... I think he, <laughs> yeah, I feel exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. You'd expect him to be more circumspect, wouldn't you? Yeah, like the American fans, if they've joined upon winning a league title, I can see where you're a bit like, oh, not winning. We've not won anything in like a few months. This is pathetic. This is all your fault, Brendan Rodgers. You brought this upon yourself. Why didn't you just make us terrible the whole time? Then you, <laughs> they're, they're you wouldn't six, have a problem. 16th or 17th, we should be beating them. We should be beating them. Should you? I mean, anyway, at least he's better than his guest who comes on, who if you're eating at this point, you might want to just set your breakfast to one side oh, for a this, moment. Is this a little... It's just a bit weird. Okay. You know, you looked at that match and I was watching it watching it live and I'll be honest with you, I'd be struggling to say which team was the one near the relegation zone. <sighs> I mean... It looks that way on the stats and the fact that they obviously had the majority of the ball. But when when you probably look at it as a whole and take everything into general... Oh, excuse me, I'm trying to hit... I'm not be sick at the same time. Now, sorry. <laughs> nice. Good. I'm glad. Is this a live stream? It is live. So there's no opportunity to just like kind of... Just do that again. I don't really want you being sick. I mean, I know I... Uh... You remember the live stream that we did? Was it the promotion one? I killed over, I mean, didn't I, you? I killed over. It was yeah. football manager, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I it was. <laughs> Neither of us noticed. Yeah. <laughs> just collapsed <laughs> on my kitchen floor. It just shows how much we carry and, normally, and it was, doesn't it? Yeah, it's because I, no, I, I was laughing so hard, I deprived my body of oxygen and I got lightheaded and fell over off the back of several beers. I, felt, I actually fell off my chair. But um, I've never vomited on a live stream, <laughs> I will say that. He seemed all right, generally. He just had this little spell because he was on for hours. Um chatting about stuff um, but you know he, he never did actually fully release his dinner I mean I know we um, this is an audio medium so you can't see this and we're, we're playing the audio clips even on the on the video version but there's a magnetic whiteboard involved with this which is almost getting into our sort of depths of tactical mm. expertise really so what's all that about? It's quite cute because it's on a webcam and it looks really poor <laughs> but he's got like a little child's whiteboard 
and some magnets on it and he's got formations laid out and he's I'm, going I've got to tell you I'm not against this <laughs> should we quite mm, it's an option isn't it you know we could do a little see if this will kick their asses so what we're saying is we should kick their asses is the the tactical plan does that add something do you think I, I think know so. not for the people listening to the audio version but uh, so if we if we got that up to a, a a magnetic white. I mean, I remember we, we bought one of those little um, signboards, like you know, you remember the inefficient chip shop or a cafe where you press all the letters into a like oh, a, stu- yeah. a studded background. We bought one of those when you went to IKEA and started furnishing stuff out with like plants or whatever and stuff on the walls in here. And it's only been used once so far as that little <laughs> where you you push the letters and you can spell stuff. And you put the words Moscow is a uh, character, um, yeah, a C bomb, and that's yes. the only thing that's ever. It's ever been used my for. Initial, just, where is it? It's just up there on the so shelf. Yeah. My initial plan was to get it um, where Sir Michael goes on the table and yeah. have like a little bit of... Um, message every time, yeah. A bit of a message. Moscow's gone, oh, he's... Um, oh, there we go. He's, <laughs> he's, um, he's got it. You can see it's been um, it's been changed now. Um, I mean, for the focus, keep it about where your head would be, Moscow. <laughs> just so, yeah, so there you go, yeah. You can see how it's been... Um, it's been altered ever so slightly. Bullied. There's an N and a C and a U and a T and an E and an O. Bullied, and, yeah. Uh, it's actually a bit like countdown if you can work out what the other word was as well. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get onto the I'd clip then. About that. <laughs> do, do we want that on the screen? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, it's not true. It's not true. <laughs> I don't want it on the screen. Just to be clear, right? Anyway, um, so he's he's doing his tactical <laughs> breakdown. So he's got his little board out and he's doing like a, he's trying to do like a Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher sky thing of saying saying what's wrong, but then he just goes down a weird. Is Dan Solly going to salt again? It goes down a weird road. Our biggest problem was Samari, Telemans, and Ndidi. You may be thinking, Brad, one of them was probably man of the match. The other two didn't really have a bad game. And it's not the issue so much with the players. The issue I had is the reason I've put little circles around them and done a little Mario Kart lap around them is because I found that all they were doing was must have been listening to Kylie Minogue, and I'm going to get shot in the comments if this is wrong. But what I mean by that is all I found them doing in the first half was spinning around, Get out of my way. Where the hell am I supposed to be? Because they didn't know. The setup and the run up for that joke was worse than one of mine. <laughs> Christ. It's also, it was the second time he mentioned Mario Kart. Right. So he obviously is quite preoccupied by it because he he talked about someone like getting a boost like on Mario Kart. Oh, the players throwing banana skins at the ones for him so, to skid off and stuff. So yeah, he's obviously got Mario Kart and Kyler Minogue on his mind. Ah, oh, fair enough. If that's his life, it's, it could be a worse life. It's made me thoroughly, thoroughly miserable hearing that. <laughs> I'm not, not enjoying that at all. So Leicester seem broadly quite reasonable. In the wider world of propaganda, we've got a variety of accounts. Obviously, with what's going on at Old Trafford, we want to delve into that because, you know, what is football if not the chance to laugh at opposition fans who, in their own mind, are suffering? Do they still have a football team at uh, Old Trafford? Is there still one there? Yes. They've got a cricket team, yeah. are they still, still yeah. trying to keep that going? Yeah. Uh, Johnny United. We didn't have. We have not got anywhere being O'Neill in case you were. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, John, Johnny, he's gone. He's gone. Sweet Prince. Was it? Was he just a Twitter account then? Or was he not got like a YouTube channel or? Anything? He didn't have a YouTube channel. He used to appear on other people's, but he was the Ollie out man. Yeah. But he seems to have been hounded off Twitter by other Man United fans. Just um, at the moment when he was coming into his own as well. He was right. He was right. Apparently, Rio Ferdinand is. I mean, not specifically agreeing with him as a person, but is is uh, saying it's time for him to leave. Mm. 
which is Johnny, not no, Johnny or Ollie, Ollie not uh, Johnny oh, United, which okay. given that he... Uh, the famous clip on the Champions League coverage was mm, when it beat PSG, was it? I mean, they were all like that. I mean, there was the one where Neville's laughing it up in the interview as well, isn't it? Where he's like, oh, it's Sign your own contract. Yeah. Yeah. So um, all of them. But uh, I guess that's the, the schism we were talking about last time where Neville was saying, I would never, ever say that a manager should be sacked. It seems like Rio Ferdinand's decided to... Differently, he's a free thinker. What he'll probably say is it's it's time for a change, but he wants use the phrase sacked. Mm. I'm going to look it up while you uh, you play this clip from uh, Johnny United. No, he's not one. He's gone. He's gone. He's retired. Should we do Scousers instead? Well, yeah, because they lost obviously, and they they have been on a run of like 24 games without defeat or something. They're doing really well, but I thought that that won't stop them being unreasonable. So I tried to find Sonny. You know, the lad who wanted Pascal Stroke um, incarcerated, put put in prison for tackling an 18 year old. And it's, it's Sonny who, he, he tends to get quite a lot of flack from other people, doesn't he? Like, it's because he's an idiot. Right, okay. Um, but he's got a new setup because he does have a YouTube channel and he's obviously seen the way people do it with them sat behind like a virtual desk and stuff. So he's tried to do that. But this is really, really jarring because... It's all so strange. But he's, so he's, he's basically in front of a brick wall and the desk is the wrong size for him. So he looks <laughs> like the proportions of a South Park character. He's gigantic. Yeah, he's got he's, a gigantic head. I mean, if his body was behind that desk, and it was a normal-sized desk, he'd have to be at least 30 foot tall. Mm. And he's got, inexplicably, he's put a water bottle on the desk, which is a Liverpool water bottle. Yeah. But that is, that is roughly the same size as his nose because he's so big. We'll put this, should we put, can we put this screenshot onto the video version, actually? We must do that um, yeah, so, well, you, so you can see what we mean. But it's, it's just such an odd look. Like none of it makes any sense. Where's his body behind this desk? Is he in a big hole? Is he having that? Is he? Is that like a little shot of tequila or something in his in his drinks bottle? Because it's not going to be enough to quench the thirst of a giant. It's not clear, is it? Ah, oh, bless him. But anyway, he didn't have anything to say about West Ham. Sadly, his last video on there, which which the screenshot was taken from, was him. Um, he, he managed to somehow. I didn't let watch it all, obviously, because it'd be insane to. But he managed to. I was kind of skipping five minutes at a time, and it was just an hour and ten minutes or something of him saying, "We're really going to miss." our players when they go off to the uh, AFCON right and he managed to somehow spin that for like an hour and ten minutes so I mean you could probably say it in a sentence couldn't you I mean that that's literally said Mo Salah's dead good I mean Christ we, Salah, I, don't, I don't think we're, is, in, we're not in any position to accuse people of labouring a point are we I don't think yeah, yeah maybe not speaking of which you want to go back to Rio Ferdinand before we get back to yes, Liverpool again yeah. um, uh, he says I sit here now and I don't think we can challenge for this league no way uh, blah 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 I was always, deep down, a bit sceptical. Oh, right. <laughs> Which is brilliant. Uh, could he take us on to be champions? I wasn't fully convinced. I wasn't sure he could do that. Cut to the video of him mm-hmm. seeing Ollie's at the wheel, United are back, whatever. Uh, what I've seen this season, blah, blah, blah. I just feel it might be about the time now for the baton to be handed over to somebody else who can take us on now That's, and I think that just there that language just let me stop you there for a second mm. the language there it's it's so passive in terms of it it's Ole's baton to pass on he's not getting sacked yeah it's a very yeah, consensual yeah. passing isn't uh, yeah, it I'm, like, I'm, I'm letting you have this I'm, I've decided that it's time for me to move on I'm going to give you, give you this so you can have a go now well indeed and he thinks that Ole would leave now with his head held high because because from when he came that's what it says the Telegraph hires some sub-editors Leave with his head held high because, because from when he came into where he got us at the beginning of the season, I think it's been positive. Um, he wants somebody now that the players will fear. So basically that Leicester fan coming with a stack of folding chairs. What about Pennywise the clown from It? 
players might fear. <laughs> you probably just. Get, I mean, uh, depending on how um, uh, attached they are to their little toesies, you could get poor skulls in, couldn't yeah. you? That, yeah, that would be threatening, wouldn't it? Anyway, back to the scousers. Yeah, Anfield Agenda, which is he's a man who's also sits behind a fake desk, but he's got the proportions <laughs> of a human. Of, of a human. But this was his reaction to, uh, to to their defeat, and this is. I mean, remember we used to. We used that's, to get, a, that's a big head. <laughs> we used to really get annoyed with Kiko Casilla, yeah. but, but it's because he was rubbish. Yeah. Whereas Allison, one of the best keepers in the world, he's not. It's not bought him any. He scored slack. a goal last season. It has not bought him any slack with this guy. More than we do. Just seem to fuck to stop pushing Antonio. You fucking twat. There's another goal from a corner. Allison, you fucking cabbage. I told you, stop pushing him. And what do you do? You don't look at the ball and it's at the far post and it's 3-1 and all fucking day Alison spent pushing Antonio. Watch the ball, you bearded twat. I, I'd struggle to, I mean, I got I got silly. I get I get silly with refs inside Ellen Road. Like we were talking about on the match ball that we did, you know, Jamie Vardy when he was trying to ref that, mm. that incident. Have you seen that back, by the way? No. A bit close, that. Was it? Uh, yeah, good job he was offside. But I, I don't think I could ever do that, just sat in a room watching it on YouTube or on the telly. Uh, I, I try and reserve my bad behaviour for the ground. I feel like you'd need a build-up of more than like one game of pushing Mikel Antonio, which is mm. all he's upset about, is that he's been he's been preoccupied with him on corners because he's stood in and front the, of him. And the Liverpool, they're brilliant. Exactly. Just enjoy the fact you've got like arguably the best player in the world playing for you at the moment. One final clip then before we close out propaganda. And where are we going for this one to Sheffield? Hecky or Barnsley? I don't. Does he ever? Does he ever truly leave Barnsley? Hecky, I know he has to. His, uh, his heart is always there, isn't it? But yes, he's, he's somewhere, still... somewhere in the South Yorkshire wastelands. Well, this is this is about as South Yorkshire as it gets because he is still at Sheffield United in charge of their under twenty threes, and they were playing Sheffield Wednesdays under twenty threes. They won three 0 which was good. Who was in goal for Sheffield Wednesday? Oh, I didn't check that actually. Mm. You can. Um, I'll have a look. But it's... I mean, this is this is edited down from about I think it was about a three minute clip of right. his post game interview. So you know. It's slightly selective, but you can. Okay, is it, does it give a good flavour of what Hecky, what we're missing with Hecky? Yeah, the sort of things he's looking for yeah. in a team. Mm. I can imagine what's good about a performance, what's maybe lacking. Yeah, what, what areas they, areas they can address. Yeah, that sort of thing. Oh, good. We weren't at his best with the ball by no means. We had so many opportunities first half, but the last, the last pass, or the last, but it weren't so much with the ball that frustrated me. We weren't as in, intense in how we wanted to win the ball back. Second half we were, and we got his rewards, you know, because I, I still thought we could have been much better with the ball, but without the ball, we were excellent and sort of smothered Wednesday. So, yeah, they, they, they had nowhere to go, and it just became one-sided. We were nowhere near at his best, and we have had a few games where we've had that quality with the ball and the same intent without the ball, and we've blown teams away. Both sides of the coin, eh? The with ball, without ball. He never, <laughs> ever fails, does he? Does he need a new axe? Is it time to... <laughs> Imagine having to listen to it every day, though. You you can imagine first day of training, he starts talking. We're going to work on it with the ball, without the ball. By the end of the week, you're just like. But it'd be like as the, as the saying goes, though. If he if he did change his act and he didn't say that anymore, would it be like the Rolling Stones taking to the stage and not doing satisfaction? You know, he, he needs to bring out the greatest hits, doesn't he? Play the hits. I feel like it's nothing like as insightful as he thinks it is. Mm. Like I think most most football coaches will address. Being in possession and out of possession. In possession and yeah. out of possession. Like yeah. he's not. He's, he talks about it as if he's the first person to have ever thought about it. Saying, oh, it's not. It's not just important to do things when you've got the ball. When you've not got the ball, yeah, you also need to do things. To do things as well. Yeah. So that's why he doesn't really to do say it. what those things are, does he? No. With ball, without ball. Right. With ball, without ball. 
Was, it, was, was Bailey in net Moscow? I know I'm you really struggling to find uh, any team news from this big. Uh, it's un- it's unbelievable. Big clash. None of the national papers have covered it. No, no. I've got the uh, I've got the blades lineup, but uh, no mention of. Um, I'm sure he'll be in the, the first team again, won't he? Old uh, the uh, the Belden warrior. <laughs> right. Well, that wraps up propaganda. That's what we found from Leicester City fans, American ones in particular, and from the wider world of uh, propaganda. No propaganda next week because it's the international break. But we'll return. Is it Spurs next? It is indeed, yeah. Ah, good. Cockneys. That'll be good fun, won't it? Looking forward to that, Moscow? No. (laughs) Right, we'll catch you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 